Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Interplus Insights Podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Daniel O'Connor, and I'm responsible for new product developments at Rapid News Group. And this is our latest product, but I won't be the host in the long term. I'll be passing that baton on to the expert editorial teams behind interplusinsights.com, Women in Plastics, and BPNR and DPPM magazines. Those guys will be entrusted to make this the audio home of the plastics industry. But for now, they're buried in preparation for the very thing that I'm here to talk to you about. Interplast 2021 is just around the corner, opening its doors on the 28th, 29th, 30th of September at the NEC in Birmingham. And for this, its 70th year, 2021 will feel extra special because for the first time in a long time, we'll be able to physically see, hear about, and perhaps COVID protocols allowing, touch products, machines, see solutions, hear ideas from across the entire spectrum of the plastics industry. That's including molding and forming machinery, as well as materials, automation, contract manufacturing, and supporting technologies. From a personal perspective, I went to my first trade show since January, 2020, just two weeks ago. It was the publishing show alongside Confex down at the XL in London. And I can tell you, it was so helpful just to step out of our office environment. In fact, just to step out of this home office environment and immerse myself in the industry that I belong to. I came back with more ideas from those two days than the last 18 months combined. There's just something that you can't replicate about the physical events. Try as we all have. With every virtual event under the sun, you can get distracted constantly by your email inbox, which is sitting on the screen next to you. You're distracted by the fridge downstairs. Well, I am anyway. But with a physical event, you're there in person. You're living the experience. And that's what I think everybody is looking forward to in terms of getting back to live events. In this episode, we're going to hear that opinion echoed a couple of times from the exhibitors who are bringing the latest innovations from the plastic industry to the show floor. But we're going to kick this episode off with an interview with our CEO, Duncan Wood, who's going to talk to us about why being back amongst live events is so exciting. I'm very excited uh, because it's a bit like Christmas for exhibition organisers, particularly after such a long time away. Um, We're now 12 days out. Um, The energy is starting to build inside the team. Um, and that just brings it all to life. I think we've had a long time waiting to do this with the Interplast project even longer than normal because it's every three years. Um, so we're into the final straight, um, final tweaks, show guides, app testing, risk assessments. It's all happening. Um, and that's why we're excited because this is what we do best. This is how we, this is what we do for a living. And uh, it's been a while since we've been able to do it. And you say it's been a while. Uh, you know, it's been since 2017, we haven't had uh, an Interplus. Yeah. As an event organiser, and I know at Rapid News, obviously, we organise other events. Can you just talk us through some of the challenges you've faced over the past 20 months or so? Yeah, I mean, it, it has been, it has been, uh, I hate to use the word unprecedented, but it, it's the best suited word. So, you know, you, you, you don't ever, I think the exhibition industry as a whole didn't anticipate that it would ever be stopped in its tracks it's a bit of a runaway train um but obviously everything stopped uh as a business that put us under some stresses that weren't particularly 
good fun. Um, some challenging conversations with staff, um, some new words that we learned, like furlough. I mean, they, nobody, nobody ever heard of that before. So from, from that point of view, it was it was a challenge. But we got through. Um, we're quite resilient as a business. And then you kind of start to come out the other side when you get your head around what you're dealing with. And, and on the positive side, we've seen huge loyalty from the Interpass clients, um, continued support and belief in trade shows and the power that they have to deliver leads. I think what's been really interesting for me personally is there's been a number of exhibitors who um, have taken the time out to sort of connect with me. How's it going? And actually, they've provided us with a much needed boost of sort of energy when, when the going has been particularly tough and when we haven't been sure what the government guidance is going to look like. And, you know, and obviously we've been having to dance around and, and sort of make decisions on the fly very quickly. Um, and so in, in some respects, we've come out of this probably stronger as a business, more resilient as a business to change than we ever were. So uh, trying to pull the positives out of what has been a pretty sticky period for all exhibition organisers. Um, we've used the time wisely. Uh, we've continued to invest in new technology. We obviously have the apps um, for the trade shows this year, which hopefully will help people connect and make more of the shows. Um, they're now in the Apple and Google store, should anybody wish to download them ahead of the show. Um, and so we've done that. We've also done some work on the background of the business for our people. Um, and in the end, they're the, the bit that's got us through. They are the, they are the element of our, our business that has stayed with us, continue to work hard on this project. And the reason why we are here 12 days out, um, still in possibly the greatest controlled skid of all time. Um, but we're nearly there. And, uh, and so, yeah, um, tough times, but but coming through it stronger and, and looking forward to, to the 28th and opening the doors. And, you know, I've worked with you for a long time, Duncan. I know that you like a trade show. Uh, and I think the last one that I went to, I'm oh, sorry, I was at one a couple of weeks ago, but before that was we were both in Japan in 2020. That's right. What is it, what is it that you've missed most about being in the midst of a trade show? It's a good question, Dan. And, and you know what? It, it, I've had a long time to think about this one um, because I think we've all, We've talked a couple of times about when will, when will we do that again? And I you know, I think in the end, it's about people. Humans like humans, people like people. I mean, there's an old adage that people buy from people in the sales environment, and that's true. But actually, generally, people like to engage with other humans. We're built that way. Zoom was a incredibly, um, or and, and other products are available. Um, we're, we're all really useful, but. Um, just being back in the office this week with the team, you know, and all of a sudden you're getting stuff done faster, you're connecting, you're, there's, there's like minds coming together. And I think you can you can take that kind of mentality, that feeling into the trade show environment and, you know, connecting, networking, um, seeing old friends, seeing colleagues you've known for a long time. I think, I genuinely think that when we get on the show floor, um, there'll be a huge sort of positive energy around it. Um, and I think that's what you miss. You miss that um, that synapses synapses going, your serendipity of an encounter and an idea. Um, you can't replicate that in any virtual exhibition. Um, we probably haven't got long enough to go into what I think about virtual exhibitions, but um, suffice to say, I think people like people, and um, that's why the registrations are looking so positive. I mean, we when you start these sort of uh, registration processes in the middle of all this chaos you do uh, obviously have some concerns over whether you're going to see people registering for these shows at the level that you want to see uh, at a level that delivers return on investment for the exhibitors who've remained invested 
and actually, um, particularly on enterprise, we're up. So um, that I think tells you everything you want to know about what everybody's missed about trade shows, which is just getting together with people um, and having real conversations. You talked there that the registrations are up. Yes. Uh, what is it that people come to see? Can you talk to us a little bit about the show floor itself and the health of it? Yeah, I mean, look, there obviously have been a few companies that have decided not to attend this year, but I think that's the same for every exhibition organiser um, across the planet. Um, every company has to make its own decision. And, you know, for that, we respect those companies. We wish they'd stayed on the plan, but there aren't that many of them um, in the context of the overall show. Um, and there's many, many more who've, stayed with us, increased their stand sizes um, and worked with us to develop some really, really creative features and uh, and stands. And I think that plus the fact that, you know, it has been a long time uh, means you've got four years of innovation. You've got four years of launches and firsts that haven't been seen in the UK that are all coming to the show. Over 300 exhibitors still on the plan, which is comparable to 2017, which in some respects makes me think how, could, how amazing could it have been without COVID? Um, but you know, we won't try and dwell on that for too long. But uh, still, over three hundred exhibitors, um, two across two halls, two wonderful stages that Charlotte's put together in terms of program. There's some absolutely superb presentations on that. A real range across uh, a stage for advanced uh, advancing UK plastics, and another one that's themed around sustainability. Um, and there's some really good insights from blue chips and, 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 and the very best brains in the industry. So a bit of learning, lots of new products, lots of new technology. Um, and again, sort of referencing what we said earlier on about what do you miss? People, real people. Um, and I think you know that intertwined with the, the tech and the learning um, develops a, an incredibly um, appealing reason to get out of the office and, and come to the NEC uh, at the end of the month. And that's not the only reason, Inspass isn't the only reason, it's also not the only show that Rapid News are organising during uh, this week. So can you talk to us a little bit about what's co-located alongside Interplass? Yeah, I mean, talk about making it difficult for ourselves. So typically we run a couple of shows alongside each other every now and again. Um, but coming out of COVID, we have the uh, sort of happy chaos of all three of our UK shows running alongside each other at the same time. So alongside Interplass, we have TST360, which is our UK um, flagship for 3D printing and additive manufacturing. And we also have MedTech Innovation Expo, which again, um, relatively new show to us, um, but very, very focused on the medical device sector and how to design and manufacture for that. And so when you put those three together, um, they're quite quite pleasing bedfellows. They sit well together. Um, there's a lot of crossover. Um, so, you know, a, a prospective visitor could easily be working in plastic 3D printing in the medical industry and would find themselves with a wealth of things to go and see in all three shows. So um, I think that's that's a really interesting angle. If you register for one show, you can access all the others. And indeed, you can also access a fourth show, which is the PPMA show, which historically has run alongside Interplaz. And again, very, very good bedfellows, um, lots of crossover um, between the packaging show and, and Interplaz. And um, know that they're also going really well on registration. So you know, from that point of view, I think it's it's a really exciting um, three days. Um, we'll be close to a thousand exhibitors across all the shows. Um, who knows how many presentations? You know, into the 200, 300 range. So if you're if you've missed um, going to the NEC, uh, we've all been away from it long enough to probably miss it just a little bit now, um, and you've missed the physical sort of 
interaction and you've missed learning and you've missed seeing new technology. This is just about the best it's going to get for some time in the UK. So uh, I'd encourage everybody to uh, to have a really good think about uh, coming up to the NEC to, at the end of the month. Now, obviously, there are some changes, some slightly different things this year. When people do rock up to the NEC, talk us through what they need to, to get into the building. Yeah, uh, there's a little bit of planning involved this time. Um, and of course, you know, the, the, there have been some changes in terms of what that might look like from a government point of view over the last few days. But in the end, our job as organisers and indeed as in partnership with the venue is to keep our community uh, as safe as possible. So we are leaving uh, the plans untouched. And so that will mean that anybody who attends will need to um, have effectively gone through the COVID secure certification process. Um, which is either uh, proof of a double vaccination in the last 14 days, um, proof of a negative lateral flow test um, if you're not double vaxxed um, within 48 hours. And please take that test before you come to the venue. There is no point us having loads of people arrive at the venue and then taking the test and finding out they're positive. It defeats the whole object of the, the process. Obviously, if you've got natural immunity that can be proven um, through PCR, a negative test um, that is also viable and all three of those obviously show up in the NHS app. Uh, the final um, scenario is obviously if you have a medical exemption uh, which you just need to let the NEC staff know on arrival. All of these checks will be at the perimeter of the venue and once you're through there you'll be free to come into the show with your badge in any normal way. Um, we've obviously got a little bit of a code of conduct um, for people in the hall you know just respect people's space but we're not enforcing social distancing, we're not enforcing masks but we're mask friendly. And I guess just you know, get everybody to think about the fact that we've all been apart for so long and not everybody are, everybody's going to be uh, completely cool with getting back together uh, quite in the way we used to and just respecting that um, for, for, for anybody who comes along, I think is, is, is sort of useful guidance. But do all your checks before. There's loads of information on the website. Um, we've been as detailed as we possibly can. Um, obviously, if you're outside of the UK, again, there's a different set of protocols um, but all of the international vaccines are approved and accepted. And obviously, if they're coming into the country, they need to present that um, at border anyway. Um, so, yeah, a little bit a little bit different. But I think in the end, um, as I say, number one, keep our um, communities safe. And therefore, this um, still remains the best way of doing that. That was the Rapid News Group CEO, Duncan Wood. Now we've heard from the organiser. It's time to hear from the lifeblood of any trade show, the exhibitors. We're going to kick things off with Colin Tyrrell, Managing Director at Arberg Limited, who's going to tell us about why it's so important for a company like Arberg to be represented at Interplus. For sure, it's been, it seems like a very long time uh, since the last show in uh, 2017. Um, in 2017 and uh, the show in 2014, we, we felt that uh, both shows for us were a great success. And um, Obviously, uh, we're looking to forward to uh, Interplus uh, 2021. Um, we've all become very, very used to having virtual events uh, over the last, what, almost two years. But um, I think deep down, we all know they work to a degree, but there's nothing better than a face-to-face -face discussion, um, which is uh, absolutely the best way to discuss customers' requirements, how their business is going, and uh, how we can then fit in, or how we can see where we can fit in technically um, to demonstrate the latest technologies uh, in shows like Interplus. Um, given the current status with COVID, of course, the other key thing for us is to have the, uh, 
the protocols that uh, the NEC have brought in, uh, which I think is important um, from the uh, from my my staff's point of view, my point of view, of course, and of course all of our visitors uh, into uh, into the uh, exhibition. And I think um, it's important from a personal level that we support this show because the industry needs it. I think there's a degree of uh, pent up uh, feeling. Uh, after this period of time that people want to get out. They want to see technology. They want to understand what they can do in the future and how it's going to help their companies become uh, even more profitable. And uh, lastly, I think I would say that um, we have a motto uh, within the uh, Arbuk family, and it's Versim Da, which uh, translates loosely in English to we are there. And what that means is that we are there on a global scale, but we're also there locally. And I think that sums it up very, very well in terms of Interplus. And and what can the visitors to your stand at Interplus expect to see? What what's on offer? Well, we have a very exciting demonstration cell. Uh, the centerpiece will be um, a three seventy A sixty ton all drive modular electric machine uh, that we're going to be producing a um, recycled cup uh, on it. It's a um, state of art technology and. For the first time anywhere in the UK or Ireland, uh, we're going to be demonstrating the Gestica controller. Uh, the Gestica uh, is a um, system, um, a HMI system, which uses gestures just like you do on your smartphone. So it's the first time we're going to be demoing that in the UK. So we're very excited by that. Um, the machine itself will be connected to a remote diagnostic system uh, through an IoT gateway. Uh, and that is available now on all our boot machines, but many of our customers still haven't had the opportunity of seeing this. And the machine will be integrated into some smart automation. And what we mean by smart automation is we developed a system. Again, this is the first time we're going to be showing this in the UK. Um, Arburg Turnkey Control Module, or ATCM, if you prefer. Uh, and this means that the automation is smart and it is feeding back along with the process data from the machine. It's giving us quality data and process data from the uh, components we're producing in real time on each individual component. Another new um, feature that we're going to be showing is the Multilift 20 kg or 20 kilogram payload Multilift robot, which uh, is controlled just like all our other robots through the controller. One of the interesting additional things from a circular economy point of view uh, is that we're going to be reducing, as I mentioned, the recycled cup. Now, Arburger are an exclusive partner of Recycle, and I think this shell demonstrates very well the circular economy, because each of the components that we're producing is going to, be having, it's going to have a digital passport uh, embedded into it, so that we're going to be laser etching it when it's produced or after it's produced. And that means that it's demonstrating that how a cup that's manufactured in recycled material could simulate its life cycle. And then when it comes to recycling, we have the ability then to um, record the data, uh, the material, the processes, and any additives used. And of course, that makes it a far easy, easier prospect to uh, recycle. Off the machine, uh, we'll have a terminal which is going to be demonstrating our ALS system, which is a um, manufacturing execution system. Um, which is going to be giving us real-time data from the machine and other machines in our customer center in Germany um, and allows for demonstration of scheduling charts, operating efficiencies, OEEs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this interfaces with not only our boot machines, but other equipment and um, other uh, types of molding machines. So overall, I think we're, we're showing a, an excellent uh, Industry 4.0 demonstration.
what are you personally looking forward to out of a you know a trade show, not just Interplast, but is it just like being amongst colleagues again, amongst peers, uh, seeing the customers, etc.? Yeah, I um, I think on a personal level, I've been in the industry now for a little over forty two years, um, twenty three years uh, with Arbic, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing or connecting or reconnecting, if you want to put it that way, after this length of time with. Um, with customers, first and foremost, because of course, um, we have customers, we have new customers, and we have a lot of customers that we've built up very close working relationships over many, many years, which is what we always try and do. Um, we are a very well-known manufacturer, um, but uh, it's, it's always good to hear their uh, updates, their stories, and again, to see how we can fit in with um, with their requirements going forward. Um, looking forward to seeing some of our German colleagues because we haven't managed to get over to Germany for some time now. Um, so that'll be great. They're supporting us on the stand. Um, and also, of course, suppliers uh, within the uh, within the show, partners as well. Uh, it'd be great to meet up with them. And um, the one point that uh, I touch on or finish with is the, that uh, we will definitely be able to afford anybody coming to our stand a very warm welcome. We will have, as we've had in previous shows, um, a bar. And at that bar, we'll be serving our Alpersback lager, which is brewed about 10 kilometers from the factory or so. And uh, we certainly will enjoy sharing a beer with uh, customers and, uh, and good friends alike. So that's the Arberg stand for beer number one. Thanks very much to Colin Tyrrell from Arberg for joining us on the podcast. Next up, I spoke to Glenn Eves, General Manager for Sepro Robotique in the UK. Glenn, as you'll hear, is very passionate about face-to-face business. Face-to-face, you get to see the whole picture. Um, you get to read people. You get to see their intentions, know their feelings. You can see their reactions. And I find that it's simply more difficult to do that online. Um, body language is often the key to knowing where you stand on a deal. Um, and it, it's easier to engage with people. People are less distracted. Um, often you find people uh, get interrupted when they're on a PC on a video call or they're tempted to look at incoming emails or look at the phone, you know, while you're on a video call. It, it's human nature where when you're sat in front of somebody, you get a different feeling and you don't tend to do those things. So for, for me, it, it's always better to see people face to face. At an organisation like Sepra Robotique, although we've you know done business differently over this past 18 months, I suppose, uh, I'd imagine that the innovation in the company hasn't stopped. Can you talk to me a little bit about some of the innovations since the 2017 show, for instance? Yeah, I mean, R&D never stops, uh, and it's how Sepro stay ahead of the game. We've recently introduced the, the new success range of robots, which has got all new mechanics on it. It's got updated drives. It's got the addition of a cost-effective servo wrist as an alternative to our sort of higher line robot, the, the 5X. So we've, we've carried on with the development. There's a lot more in the pipeline to come. And in the next few years, it's going to be quite exciting. I'd imagine as well, with a company like yourselves, it's not just going to be your booth where we can see your uh, technologies. I'd imagine it's going to be on quite a few of the other uh, Interplast exhibitors? Yeah, we've got uh, S5 robot on uh, partner stand. We've got a 5X robot, Success, a Success X. Um, 
we want to give the customers a chance to see as broad a spectrum of the range as we can at, at Interplast. And can you just talk to us a little bit about the separate booth, what you've got planned for it, etc.? Yeah, on this year's booth, we've got a new success robot, a Success 22. Uh, we've got a small 6X Yaskawa, which is the small polyarticulated robot. Um, we've got demonstration pendants to show the customers how simple the visual control is to use. Um, there's less on the stand than in previous years, but what we've tried to do is work with our stand designers to make sure that we've taken measures to try and reduce the COVID risk to our customers and, and make the stand space as safe as we can. Sepro, I noticed on, on your site that Sepro UK had its 30th anniversary earlier in the year. Does Interplast offer like an opportunity to celebrate with that with some of your customers and colleagues for the first time? Indeed, yeah. I mean, it's been such a, a frustrating time recently. Um, we've not been able to properly celebrate the restrictions in place. We've we've moved into new offices. We'd have liked to have welcomed all of our customers to the new offices as well. Uh, the, the last 18 months have been a, a real testing period for the business, but uh, we've managed to come through. We've stayed strong. And with the help and the development of the new products that from HQ, you know, we, we've uh, managed to keep a successful business. And what is it for about like Interplus or any trade show really personally for you that you're particularly looking forward to? Is it seeing the customers that you haven't seen over this past 18 months or colleagues and peers or seeing the new technologies? The show is all for the benefit of the customers and the industry. Um, from a personal perspective, I really do love sitting down with the customers and you don't get any other opportunity in the UK currently to sit down with so many customers in one place in such a short space of time. Uh, and for me, that makes the whole show worthwhile. I'd, I'd just like to say, you know, that the Interplus team have bent over backwards to work with us and, and help us and advise us to make the exhibition a safe place to be. You know, so we're all looking forward to it. We feel that the industry is ready for it. The reaction from the customers that I've spoken to has all been positive. So, you know, we're really looking forward to it and let's bring it on. That's the kind of cheerleading we need. Thanks very much, Glenn. Finally, for this episode, I was joined by Managing Director of Summit Systems, Mike Jordan. This is Summit Systems' 11th Interplus event. And Mike started off by telling us why he's looking forward to being back on the road. Yeah, I think I think for a lot of companies, it's been um, very difficult to go and visit visit their customers simply because they've been not allowed outside. Because we're in an industry where we have to cover production, and a lot of it's been medicals, a lot of it's been uh, packaging that are essentials. Our engineers have done quite a lot of work out on site during the pandemic, so. Um, they've kept in touch, but obviously the sales guys haven't, and um, they've really missed that interaction with their customers. So uh, whilst we've managed to keep on top of customers' problems and um, and their existing issues, it's it's fantastic now to get out and about um, to see them. But there's been a huge gap for a couple of years almost where um, where there's been a bit of starvation on that on that front, really. As you say, there's there's been a longer than expected gap between shows so we haven't seen uh 
we haven't had an Interpass since 2017. I'd imagine there's been some product developments in the ranges that you supply that you'd be particularly excited to showcase at the event. Yeah, I mean, we're always trying to develop um, on the drying side. We've got a lot more knowledge um, of the vacuum, the, the sort of new technology of the vacuum dryer that, that's been um, introduced by Maguire in the past. So we've done a lot of work on that. We've got um, a, a loading system now um, that, that completely is fully automatic in terms of its setting up a dome times. When you put a central feed system together, that can be the difficulties actually having to set the right loading times for all the various uh, machines. But this does it totally automatically, which um, was from one of our suppliers this met, which is uh, looking great. And then we have another system where we actually are looking at um, a central feed system that we can reduce the amount of pipe work dramatically on the material side. So in effect, we're feeding a multiple to material to multiple machines through one pipe down the whole length of the factory, which for installation purposes and for aesthetics, it's, uh, it's uh, fantastic. The obvious uh, question about that, though, is, is contamination. And, and with this new system and the very specialist valve, um, that's that sort of got over that, that, that problem. So so those are just a couple of the, of the products. Um, we're introducing a new set of robots, um, which is a market we've, we were in before many years ago. And we've taken a long time, um, a bit like the chilled water we, we were in, and we took a long time to reinvent ourselves in the in the cooling uh the cooling water market and that uh, that's gone extraordinarily well in the last two years um that's trebled in its turnover and the robots we're launching um which is uh, again we're working with another company on the on the uh, um me mechanical side of that and um that is proving um to be launched basically at Interplast, so that's quite exciting for us as well. So this is your 11th Interplast event, which is quite some going. Can you talk to us a little bit about what people can expect to see on your stand? Well, um, yeah, 11th Interplast, goodness me. Um, I, I love Interplast. It's, it's, it's the time where all, all our uh, customers over all the years, and I, I always love it when people come onto the stand who have got machines that are running 30 years later, um, and they can still get spare parts for them. So for me, um, we we are likely to see many of our existing customers that we've held on to for years. And on on the, on the stand itself, with it being a little bit difficult because the decisions about when this uh, event was going to happen was left a little bit late. Trying to get stacks of equipment in in time for that has been tricky. But we're, uh, we're putting a good show on. We've got um, moisture meters. We've got all sorts of things that perhaps people haven't seen yet. So, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. During this difficult time, Summit Systems made the news with the fantastic work you did with the Summit defense screens. Can you tell us a little bit about the challenges you've had managing an organization during this time? Yeah, it was, it was quite interesting because um, we are an independent company. We are privately owned and uh, we live and die by what we've got in the bank and and um, our profits, I suppose. But um, we 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 didn't know what to expect as as most people. So we were pretty fast on our feet. We've got a really good team of people. The first thing I said was like, right, we're all going to take a twenty percent reduction in in uh, in our salaries. And nobody balked at that. We all just took it on the chin. And after the second month, we thought, hang on a minute, we're actually doing okay here. So at the time, the end of the second month, we paid everybody back their twenty percent. And then maintain that 
lack of 20% just in case. And we did that for about the first six months. And um, it transpired, we were, we were so lucky, we, we didn't drop in turnover. In fact, we we're up 25% on budget and 25% on last year. So um, that, that turned out really well and, and everybody got paid. But yeah, it's been a challenge. And we, we saw an opportunity with the screens um, and that was really a design concept because materials weren't available. And I spoke to one of the extruders um, in Ireland that made the PET or the PV, uh, sorry, the polycarbonate um, uh, perspex type of materials. And they were, they just were talking eight months to 10 months delivery before you could get any materials. So, which led me on to thinking we've got to be able to do this out of a flexible material to, because everybody needed to be shielded. So, um, so we came up with that design and, and I wanted to fit every single desk without having to bolt things to the desk and um, and clamp things to the desk, which is why we use the magnetics, uh, which is a clever design, which we patented, which um, which proved to be really successful. So, I mean, it's, it's gone quieter now because I think that things have changed in terms of, uh, of that, that level of protection people are requiring. But at the time, it was just what uh, was required to get people back to work, I think. Finally, Mike, you know, you clearly love Interplast and what is it that you're personally looking forward to seeing at the show? The plastics industry is, is uh, you know, I've been in it too long to, to mention. And so, therefore, it's really, really sad when people start to retire. And I've noticed a few in LinkedIn have started to retire at the age of 65 or whatever. And uh, and it's really sad. So, you know, I'm hoping that all the, all the people that we know um, make a big effort to come. Um, you know, we're all making the effort to put the, the show together. And, you know, more more from a social interaction point of view, you know, you, you make friends in this industry that when you've been in it as long as we have, it's not all about, it's not all about the, the uh, customer sort of supplier relationship. It's about someone who you've trusted over the years to deliver. And if they pick up the phone, you're there, you become friends. And, um, and that's what I love about Interplast. It gives you a chance to really connect with some of the people you haven't seen. One of our biggest strengths is sitting down with a customer and saying, well, how can we improve what you're doing? Uh, and it might not be with the exact equipment that we supply, but we modify that equipment or adapt that equipment to suit the application. I've just been at the Rotor Molder and they, and they have um, a really tricky way of trying to load materials into their machines. But together, we're working out a really innovative idea to, to help them out so that, that's what i love about it and that's what i love at interplast is is um is, is meeting all, the, all, all those people that are of, of, of a similar mind to us and there will be plenty of like-minded people to collaborate with at interplast this year that's it for this episode thanks to all our contributors please share this if you liked it and if you haven't done so already head to interplastuk.com to register for the show we'll be back with another preview episode next week but for now that's us over and out <laughs>